1: Hey, it's a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And yes, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds, and it is forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it. Oh, it's just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. I'm grateful for this minute this moment, this opportunity to one more time to be on the air with you, with you, and how I am grateful for you, grateful for you making and taking time out to be with me today as we talk about another idea to help you to do more, be more, and achieve more to create greater success, wealth, legacy, and a future that is powerful even after you leave this place. That's what we wanted to be. Not just while you're here, are you having an impact, but when you leave here, when you go past this life into your future life, and I hope you're going to heaven. You know I want y'all to go to heaven, but if wherever you go, I want you to be able to have an impact beyond this life. So I'm grateful you know I take a moment to thank you uh, for your listening and uh, making and taking time and then I thank God I give God a, a moment of glory I got I got to take time to thank God for life and strength and health I I know everybody don't believe like I believe and maybe don't even think anything close to what I believe uh, but it's okay it's okay I'm not trying to convert you, know, you or convince you either I'm just trying to let you know who has blessed me and I am grateful. And gratitude is a powerful tool in life. So I am grateful and I give God glory for life and strength. I say it every week. God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with your life. So I hope you would do something extraordinary with your life and make a difference. And then I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. I'm so grateful for our sponsor. When you start with care, you build a different kind of bank. Truist. Truist Bank is our sponsor. We want to thank them for their support and want to tell you about their new Truist Money and Mindset Program, Project, Process, and Podcast. The way you think and feel about money can affect your confidence and, frankly, your total well-being. That's especially true when life throws programs, challenges, situations, crisis moments at you. So Money and Mindset from Truist gives you tips and tools to help you feel more financially prepared through your planned life moments or when life just happens. Folks, this is a powerful tool. You can check out Money and Mindset by heading to That's truist.com. That's T R U I S T.com where you'll find it in the main menu. You'll be glad you listen and I am grateful that I am able to share that resource with you. My guest today is just an incredible lady, an incredible lady who is a friend from the National Speakers Association. She is a member of the Million Dollar Speakers Group. That's a very prestigious group. I'm honored to be in it as well. And a member of the National Speakers Association. For 32 years, she's managed a professional speaking and management consulting firm. She's she's delivered and presented over a thousand executive leadership and management programs through Europe, Africa, Japan, New Zealand, Canada, and the U.S., every state in the U.S., and help clients perform like they've never performed before, help them to grow their productivity, their profitability, and their performance. Among More than 100 federal clients are the CIA, the Department of Defense, the Interior Justice Department. She's served clients such as DuPont, AT&T, 3M Corporation, and many Native American tribes. She lives in Utah, and she has a retreat that she built in the mountains of Utah, where people come from all over the world to sit at her feet and get her wisdom. She is an incredible thinker, just a thinker. And she started a career in Washington, D.C. I'm going to let her tell you more about that because she has such an incredible story where she came from. Oh, oh, where she came from. She didn't come from being a million dollar earner and making millions and millions of dollars. No, no, no. You got to hear her story. Her name is Kathy. Loveless, and I am so glad to have her as my friend and have her on today. Kathy, so good to have you. Thank you for joining us.
0: Hello, Willie. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. good to be here. I'm so grateful you're able to to join us. And and, and I gave a little thumbnail sketch about you, but where are you from? Who are you? Where did you come from? Give us some some
0: input. I am from Salt Lake City, Utah, and um, I came from very humble beginnings, And I think it's important to note that because today we hear a lot of people moan and groan that they didn't come from money. They don't have money when they start their businesses, but there is great benefit and value in not coming from money. Mm. My mom and dad um, had a little attic apartment that my daddy built on top of my grandmother's house, and seven of us slept together in one bedroom. And when the eighth person joined our family, mom and dad could see there was no more floor room for another bassinet, and they had to leave. And um, it was, daddy worked hard, but often when his clients didn't pay him, he paid his employees, but nothing came home to us. Hmm. There were times when I was grateful that my uncle worked at the Hill Air Force Base because they had K rations. And when K rations expired, my uncle would bring them home to us and we called them our happy meals. <laughs> wow. I, I remember another time standing in line at a grocery store with my mother as a little girl. And she handed me a can of uh, Campbell's soup. And she said, Kathy, take this back. I do not have the 25 cents to buy this can of soup. Um, I never had a store bought an item of clothing, but I had the gift of being given a wonderful home ec teacher who helped me learn to sew. And I had an aunt who gave me her hand-me-down clothes. I was in my senior year at Hillcrest High School. There was about, I was in about 13 photographs. Every single item I was wearing was a handmade hand-me-down from my aunt Charlotte. And it wasn't until I went to the Miss America pageant that, and I was 19 at the time, I was now um, just getting ready to start my sophomore year at college, they gave me store-bought clothes. Wow. Wow. and and suits. And I, I couldn't, and here's my thinking, the opening scene in 1968 was these beautiful women in beautifully tailored suits and the millinery institute of of america gave us all hats that matched our suits and my suit in 1968 was four hundred dollars and all i could think about was do you know how much fabric i could have bought with that four (laughs) hundred dollars so i think it's important that people understand that this this amazing country allows us to grow past our beginnings. And that's uh, my life story.
1: Wow, grow past our beginnings. I love that, we grow past our beginnings. And that is powerful. Well, as you heard folks, she was a Miss America contestant. She was Miss Utah, and then went on to the Miss America contest. And she went on from there, finishing college, and then went on to the American University, woo, woo, my alma mater, where I went to college as well. And she got her master's at the American University.
0: My undergraduate was in political science at the University of Utah. And that's where I graduated from. And my senior year, of course, I mean, I the only place I wanna go as a political scientist is Washington, DC. I, I didn't care what I did, but I was selected as an intern for the commissioner of the US Bureau of Reclamation. Now, for those of you who don't live west of the Mississippi, you may not know how important the Bureau of Reclamation is, but in the west, we don't get rain every day. In fact, there are sometimes many months we don't get rain and Utah is the second driest state. Um, And we, the Bureau of Reclamation, built all these magnificent dams in the West so that when it does rain, it can capture the rain and then make it so that the farmers can have some irrigation water. Well, I got an internship with the head guy, the commissioner of reclamation. And after I was there two weeks, he turned to me and he said, Kathy, the editor of our national publication on water and power resources has resigned. Would you like to become editor now at 22? And the first woman and the youngest person to take on editorship, my thinking was, gosh, I was on the Hillcrest High School yearbook staff, Hillcrest High School yearbook staff, national publication on water and power. That's about the same. Sure, I can do that.
1: (laughs) Wow. So you made quite a leap. Well, now you uh, went from there, though, after you had those experiences to build a multi million dollar company. How did you transition from government wonk? Uh, in in some ways, to become an entrepreneur and then become uh, a million-dollar producer. What was the process? The
0: process based itself on a number of principles. Number one, I have an abundance mentality. Mm. I always am looking at the half-full glass and um, knowing that there's a way I can figure out how to make it win-win for everybody. After I left Reclamation, I was offered a job as an investment banker on Wall Street at one its largest investment banking firm, and um, they wanted me to develop for them a program on financing water and power projects. Unfortunately, they tanked because there was some illegal activity going on at the headquarters, mm. and a movie was made out of that particular experience. The uh, Wall, the Wolf of Wall Street. Some of you. Wow. And literally overnight, 10,000 employees lost their jobs. But I had gained some knowledge about finance in that one brief little experience that time I was there. I then became what's called a co-generation power project developer. And that's somebody who can figure out how to use power and waste steam productively and um I did that for a while until their top people did some bad things. Now I gotta tell you, it was such a shock for me culturally to go from the Bureau of Reclamation where I was for uh 14 years in Washington, DC, and then I ran a program out of Denver and then came to Salt Lake. But to go to that um from that culture where I, I promise you, I actually had a reporter come to me and say, Kathy tell me all the things that your bosses don't want the media to know. <laughs> and oh. I literally told him, there's nothing they're telling me. They are not doing anything wrong. I couldn't buy a cup of coffee for somebody because that was against regulations for a federal employee. So I went from that culture to one, the next two companies i worked for where they tanked because there was illegal activity going on
1: wow hold that thought hold that thought we're going to come right back we're going to come back with kathy loveless we got more for her story and how she was able to take that abundance mentality and create abundance and how you can do it too this is dr willie jolly on the willie jolly wealthy way show and for sure your best is yet to come we'll be right back Are you ready to revolutionize your relationship with money? I'm Brian Ford, a financial wellness expert.
0: And I'm Bright Dixon, an expert in positive psychology. Together, we host Money & Mindset with Bright &
1: Brian, a podcast from Truist Bank that's all about exploring the relationship between your
0: money, your mindset, and your well-being.
1: Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or truest.com forward slash money and mindset podcast. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and podcast. Whether you're listening on the radio, or whether you're listening on the podcast, we want you to go to winwithwilly.com. Winwithwilly.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Once a week, I'll send tips from the people I interview on my show as well as people I meet as I travel around the world who have inspired, empowered me, encouraged me or let me give some get, get some of their tips for wealth building and success and then I share them in my weekly newsletter and then once uh, uh, one Monday through Friday we give a one minute motivational message to you by video that will encourage and inspire you to do more, be more and achieve more. Go to winwithwilly.com winwithwilly.com and you'll see my suite of, of websites including our marriage site where you can go and and sign up and get some information on how to Create a exciting marriage. We have been married going on 40 years, haven't had an argument in over 35. You want to know how we did it? It's on that site. Or my youth motivation site, where we motivate your teens and your young people. And then our speaking site, for those who want to be speakers and want to take their information and their ability to communicate and make millions. So you can get all of that at winwithwilly.com. My special guest is Kathy Loveless. She's in the Million Dollar Speakers Group. She's made millions and millions of dollars as a speaker and consultant and trainer and she also is a former Miss America she's a former editor of the uh, the the journal at the department of is it department of
0: interior
1: interior uh-huh. Uh-huh. and she's also had a massively successful uh, seminar business that she does at her personal retreat that she built you were telling us how you made this transition finish telling that story please Kathy
0: well what What I know is there are principles in every one of our experiences, and the principle is that while I was with the federal government, I really felt we had a culture of following the rules in the Mm. U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. Uh, I was never asked to to lie to the press. I was in public affairs, never asked to, to shade the truth ever. And then I went into public sector and found that not everybody abides by those rules. Right. Um, But I also have been one who understood that it's imperative that you grasp the vision of your organization, grasp the vision of your superiors and what it is that they need to accomplish and how can you serve them. And I think the key of service is something that people are diminishing somewhat today today that it isn't about us individually, it's about how we serve others. Yes. When you come to the table with an idea that helps the organization, helps your boss, that that is far more important than beating your own chest and telling people how wonderful you are. So um, what I realized is that, and I'm also eager to learn new things constantly. And after I had done things a lot of times over and over, I realized, I needed a new challenge and um, about like i say 33 years ago is when i started loveless enterprises but here's the key i didn't start at not knowing anything i brought to it 18 years of career experience all of what i had learned at the u.s bureau of reclamation and while i was a financial advisor and a um, investment banker and a co-generation power project developer All of those came into play in the early days of my speaking business. And it was funny. I had a lot of colleagues in the Utah chapter of the National Speakers Association come to me and they'd say, Kathy, you are making money and we're sucking wind, what are you doing? And I'd say, come to my house, sit down and I'll tell you everything I'm doing. And what happened is 40, 40 people came to my house I spent several hours with each one of them individually. And they walked away and they did nothing. Mm. And it made me realize there are two things that was missing in all that time I spent with them. Number one, they didn't have skin in the game. Mm. They just came and sucked my brain and then walked away. Number two, they had no accountability. And so what a lot of them said, Kathy, you've got to formalize this into a mentoring program, which I did about 30 years ago. So I formalized a mentoring program to teach people how I built a speaking business that has made money and
1: a lot of money, by the way.
0: (laughs) Well, It's just been so joyful. Uh, What I love probably more than anything is that it's literally taken me all over the world. Um, The CIA was one of my clients, and I can tell stories about how fascinating that was. The um, military, the U.S. Department of Defense, for example, sent me to Germany to the 7th Army Command, multiple bases, to teach those base commanders how to more efficiently operate their bases. Statistical process improvement was what um, I would teach them, and it was A lot of the training I got while I was working on my doctorate at George Washington University. Um, So everything that you do, one of my mottos is everything counts.
1: Everything counts. Wow. It does.
0: Wow. Every every person you meet, everything you do counts.
1: Wow. Now. What I want to focus on a bit is one of the things I heard you speak at the National Speakers Association, and it wowed me. My, you just blew my brain. You blew my brain open. I said, oh, my goodness, I've got to have her on a show because she talked about generational wealth. And, you know, folks, we talk about generational wealth. We talk about wealth creation, leaving a legacy. But she shared some insights about generational wealth and how it happens or doesn't happen and how that you can create real for real for real generational wealth. Let's talk a little bit about that, Kathy. Let's talk about generational wealth.
0: We know that it's imperative that human beings work for what they get. Right. When they don't work for what they get, they don't value it, and that's, that's right. that is so sad. When a family has wealth and they give their kids all kinds of benefits and perks that they didn't earn, the kids miss out because they don't learn how to work. And um, what we have learned in all the research over the last many decades is that many successful families pass on the wealth, and by the time it gets to the third generation, either the wealth is totally gone or the relationships among the family members is gone. Mm. And only 10% of the time does the money stay intact and do the family members still like each other?
1: Wow. Wow. So let's make sure I got this. You've got generational wealth where somebody works hard, works hard, works hard. Then they 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 pass away and they leave it to the second generation. And then it gets uh, then the third generation comes along. Only 10% of the third generation, only 10% of the people in that third generation have both the money and the relationship. We all know that when people die, money will tear up a family. Oh my god, it will tear up a family if you don't have some wisdom and some some. Uh, Commitment to the family involved. Also, money is a thing that goes through. People will leave money for the children, and and, in a year, it's all gone. I mean, millions of dollars left to people, and it's squandered. And so, this is what we're saying is that in this effort, she has shown the research is just clear that only 10% of the families are able to maintain both the money and the relationships without it being dissipated or uh, dissembled uh, or uh, just decimated. So what are the keys to get that generational wealth from one generation to the other, Catherine?
0: I started, uh, one thing about me is I will never just talk and not have tested. Yes. So I, um, a few years ago, did a program for my children, called wealth management and transfer, mm. and every once a week, I'd have a Zoom call with my children, and I went over um, a multiple series of lessons about how their mother and father, my husband, has now been deceased for a decade, mm-hmm. and um, but and and he and I were very much on the same page. He'd come from no money. So we both knew how to work. And we both knew how important education was. And for I'll just make this little aside to illustrate, I'm not just saying the words. For seven years, my husband and I worked full time, I worked on at interior in Washington, DC. He worked on the hill for our former Senator Wallace F. Bennett, but we would leave our house at six o'clock in the morning. He'd drop me off at interior, he'd go up to the hill, and then I'd go to my graduate school, he'd go to law school at night, and then he'd pick me up at 10 p.m. at night. We did that for seven years. Wow! And by the time we took jobs and left Washington, D.C., we had um, almost the equivalent of four advanced degrees and we bought a home, and we left without a dollar, and we paid all of our own tuition, no grants, no nothing from anybody, and we left Washington with zero debt. But wow. look what it took: um, dedication to working hard and to to getting education. So, so I teach in this wealth management and transfer program to my children the principles that their dad and I had uh, implemented our whole lives. And then you've got to talk frankly with your kids. Mm. I want my daughters to understand where the money is and why I have it in this kind of a product versus this kind of a product. I want them to understand that not only is money something to be grown, but you can be smart about how you spend. You know, mm. th- there's a common saying that wealthy people spend like they're poor and poor people spend like they're rich.
1: Isn't that the truth? Oh my goodness. You know, we have heard so many families who struggle, people who struggle because they, what we call uh, 30,000 millionaires, <laughs> big hat, no cattle. Uh, they they act like they live like they're uh, millionaires, but they only make a 30,000. Knowledge, but they've got to have the newest car. They have to have the brand new car. They have to have dead up to their eyeballs. They have to have the newest clothes. They have to have all of these things that don't help them. And then they are not able to create Wealth. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with more with Kathy Lovelace. She's going to give you the principles she gives to her children on how to create wealth, the principles, the principles work, and then you can take them and use them in your life and your family. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We'll be right back after station identification. the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And I'm so excited to be able to share wealth principles with you, for wealth building tips. Uh, one of those tips I want to give you personally is about how Truist Bank is helping people around America to build wealth. Truist believes that better lives and communities begin with care. That includes caring a lot about the well-being of your clients, their friends, and family. Truist is really interested in improving the connection between your finances and your personal well-being. So they launched Money and Mindset. It's an online resource to help you build financial confidence and a healthier mindset about your money. I've spent some time with Money and Mindset. I've been on that podcast. They've interviewed me. And it is the real deal. One good takeaway, I found that when you're on top of your finances, you can enjoy the benefits beyond reaching goals, thinking about reducing stress, even sleeping better, or feeling smarter and reassured knowing that you're better prepared for a financial challenge should it come your way. There's also a Truist and Money Mindset podcast for you to listen to ongoing. And the listeners, wherever you are listening to podcasts, you can check it out there. It's called Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian, and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts i highly encourage you take time to jump onto this great resource truest money and mindset podcast t-r-u-i-s-t money and mindset and you can hear it and hear it at truest.com or where you find your podcast you'll be glad you did my guest is kathy loveless oh my goodness this woman is a member of the Million Dollar Speakers group, one of the first women in that group, by the way. And she also is a achiever. She's a high-end achiever, but she didn't come from money. She she told you her parents were not wealthy. They lived in the upstairs of their parents' home. So it was seven of them in the one room and they had to, you know, struggle through. She never had store-bought clothes. They were homemade. They were pass-me-downs, hand-me-downs, but she made a decision that she was going to be an abundance thinker, abundance thinker. And as a result of that, she was willing to do the work. Oh, come on, somebody. It's about the work that it takes, the dedication, the commitment, the work. And that is why she created wealth. Well, let's talk about those principles you've been teaching your children. Uh, some of them are so profound. You, you, you talked about the fact that, that rich people, they spend like they poor. Okay, and then poor people, we find they spend like they're trying to be rich and they end up being broke. So let's talk about more some of the principles you teach in this program.
0: One of the things that I think is imperative is that people understand joy doesn't come from spending. Mm. There has to be an internal source of joy. And one of the important things I firmly believe in is your family. Yes. Um, I many, many years before I was probably even married, I I've been speaking my whole life practically. And I remember giving um, advice to young people and the advice was the most important contract you will ever sign is the marriage contract. Now, think about it. If you select poorly that marriage partner and you end in divorce, usually that means there's going to be a division of assets and each person gets half. Let's just talk likely that's the case. Right. You've just lost half of everything you had by having a poor judgment in the, in your marriage. Right. Um, so I think that it is imperative that people understand keeping families together Doing things with families is so very important. And loving your babies and taking care of them and emulating behaviors that you want them to continue on through your grandchildren. So, families and keeping them together. I knew, even though we didn't have money growing up, I knew that my mother was going to be there to take care of all six kids of us. Mm. I also knew that my father was going to come home every night and love on us. Yes. was Mom and dad were a wonderful mother and father, strong point for that family.
1: An Um, example as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Now,
1: Hold on, let me take a moment right there. Family folks, you know, uh, my wife and I started this marriage program, the Jolly Marriage Show on YouTube on Monday nights on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, because we knew that it was critically important that we stay together. And many couples, Stat- statistics show 50% of marriages in America break up. And of the 50% that remain, 40% of the people are miserable. And we wanna, and we wanted to change that. So we wrote the book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. It's gone on to be a bestseller. And people around the world are saying it saved their marriages, helped them stay together. They were on their way to divorce court, or they had been to divorce court, and they were already divorced, and yet they read the book, and they got back together. We are encouraging you to listen with Kathy Lovelace just said make the wise choice about who you marry and then once you marry our friend both we have have a friend Naomi Rohde she and her husband talk about this don't get divorced but they said make good choices and then make your choices good Mm, that's a good one make good choices and make your choices good go here Kathy after family what I know faith is a big part of your life I know that that as as it is mine that faith is a major part of your success journey
0: Absolutely it is. Um, faith has always been core to me from the time I was the tiniest little girl and I I believe in God and I believe in the son Jesus Christ. I know they live and um, my husband passed away. We were married, had been married over 40 years when he died of colon cancer. Mm. So I, I share with you when and I wouldn't have necessarily gone this route except you opened the subject earlier
1: I had to bring it up that's right
0: You did, and it's wonderful it is this is um this is a testing ground we're all on this is a place where we're learning and growing but this isn't the whole game this is a tiny little speck of it and what's next is fabulous and we still all need to do the very best we can here and it means serving others i i keep coming Allelu. back to serving others Yes. Um, it's imperative that we do that. We serve our families. We serve our neighbors. We serve people that we don't know. Um, that's what it's really all about.
1: Service so, is the rent we pay for our space on this earth, as our friend yeah. Cabot Robert would say. Service is the rent we pay for our space on this earth. Okay, then and then where do you go from there, Kathy?
0: After my husband died, we actually already purchased 40 acres up in the beautiful mountains of Utah near the ski resort of Park City. And then he died. And I realized that if I were going to have that mountain retreat that I've always wanted, it was up to me and me alone. So I went ahead and I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Um, My dear Lord gave me guidance as to who was the person that I was going to have build it and the architects and Um, I was even I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, but I learned and I, I learned so many amazing things. But here's what I want to say is that I wanted it to be a place where families could come together and share knowledge. And and I could teach them about the principles of what we've talked about. So I created this retreat and I wanted to beta test it. I live in a lovely neighborhood in Salt Lake. That's in addition to the retreat in the mountains. And I have amazing neighbors. So I invited my neighbors for this event, a free event that I was going to pay for myself because I didn't want to trade on those friendships. And they came up to the mountains and I brought in experts who shared amazing principles. And I'm going to share just a couple of those principles with Please. you. Please. Number one, and I've, I've done this my whole life, you have to have a vision of what you want your life to look like. Mm. you write down that vision, you see it clearly. I had a vision of this place in the mountains. I had a a vision of the home I'm living in in Salt Lake that overlooks the whole Salt Lake Valley. And and you don't have all the answers at the beginning. That's okay. But have a vision and then write down the details, flesh out the vision And also in your vision should be the vision of having a happy family, Mm. that you are aligned in your values and that you care for each other and you will sacrifice for each other and support and be there. When dad dies, you're there. When dad dies, the daughters are there. They're, They're there for all the years after daddy's gone. That's what families are all about. Yes. So vision is incredible, and in my retreat, I talk about vision and help help uh, families go through these vision issues. Number two principle is you've got to learn how to problem solve, Mm. because anything of value is not going to be easy. It's going to have problems. I had so many problems during the construction of that retreat. I had walls collapse. um, An entire Area fell down the mountainside because there was a massive um, rainstorm that just washed the whole area down. I had water seep in through the basement, and then I had animals who were very angry at me for being <laughs> on their land. They let me know I was not um, welcome on their land. So there's problems in everything we do. We're yes. going to have health problems. My biggest health problem is that. I'm an international cyclist. And while I was cycling the Loire Valley of France, I came home and had chest pains and all of a sudden realized I needed to get to the emergency room immediately, which I did. Long story short, turned out I had stage four terminal lung cancer. Wow. And within days was having, being wheeled in to have my lung removed. So I I know what, somebody said to me the other day, are you, are you ever aware that you only have one lung? And my response was, there's not a nanosecond that I'm not aware that I have only one lung. And so those that I've never smoked, I didn't get it from being a smoker. Wow. So challenges are going to come to us. So in this retreat, we learn about problem solving. The third thing that is kind of interesting that we do in this retreat is that we teach family history. Learn something about your ancestors. There's a lot of data that says that family members who know they are part of a larger family are more committed to that family than ever before.
1: Wow! Wow!
0: The fourth principle is giving back. We've already addressed this, and this means being able to look around and say, "Who can I serve today?" Yes. You know, we've just we've seen a lot of natural disasters in the last several years. And of course, the pandemic was a horrible disaster. And I got the pandemic. I was down with COVID very seriously for a long period of time. But people are struggling everywhere. And when we stop focusing on ourselves and focus on how we can serve others, that's when it becomes an important growth opportunity for us.
1: Absolutely. And, and, And it changes Not just the fact that how you look at life, it changes why you look at life the way you look at life. And it impacts your future thinking because of the way that you are able to embrace the the fact that you have an impact. You can have an impact. In one of my books, I talk about it. We're going to talk about this more, how to turn your setbacks into comebacks, how to win, and how to create wealth. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show with my special guest Kathy Loveless. We'll be right back. We got more for you and for sure the best is still yet to come. We'll be right back. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me when you need me. You can up the phone you can call and call me. And we're back, Dr. Willie Jolly, with my special guest, Kathy Loveless. She has created millionaires. She taught them how to be millionaires. They became millionaires. And now they're teaching others how to become millionaires. And I want people to know how they can reach you, Kathy. Come to one of your retreats, how they can get in touch with your programs and your processes. Tell them, please, how to contact you.
0: Send me an email, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at... Loveless L-O-V-E-L-E-S-S Enterprises. E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E-S dot com. Send me an email and I'd love to hear from you.
1: Kathy at lovelessenterprises.com. Kathy with a K K-A-T-H-Y at lovelessenterprises.com. And do you have a website, Kathy?
0: I do. It's the same one, lovelessenterprises.com.
1: Loveless enterprises.com. Please uh, take advantage of her resources and take advantage of her wisdom. This lady is blessed with a gift of wisdom and ability to share it and to teach others how to grow their wealth. Okay, Kathy, you're given the principles that have helped you to create wealth and helped your family to maintain the wealth so that doesn't dissipate. Tell us some of the other things you've done.
0: found it was imperative that people understand how money works.
1: Mm, Come on. I love that one. Come on now.
0: It is shocking to me how people don't get how money works. They don't get about compounded interest. They don't get about interest rates. They don't get how um, even little amounts scraped together uh, Monday through Friday can mean a big amount by Saturday. But don't go spend it. Save right. it, right. save it, and scrape together some more money. So, in our retreats, especially for the young people, um, we have uh, education on how money works. And it's so interesting. In the same family, I have seen one brother who works and has his paycheck go right to the savings account, and his other brother, can't wait till he can get enough money to buy the next pair of shoes. Wow. And they're $200 shoes. And last month's $200 shoes aren't good enough. He needs another pair of $200 shoes. So even in the same family, people don't understand money the same way. And unfortunately, the ones who do understand money and how it works, are the ones who are going to end up with some money at the end of the game.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so folks, I want you to hear this because it's so profoundly important and impactful that money has a process it works there's a way that money works and if you know how money works it'll grow more money it'll get up and go to work just like you get up and go to work the money will get up and go to work and bring more money back if you understand how money works Isn't that right pat kathy
0: yeah absolutely and i confess to being a little bit of a nerd according to my granddaughter and that's because i love spreadsheets but money doesn't track itself usually and um, if it does, it doesn't matter if it's not in your head. If you're not watching what what's happening, and that means you're watching interest rates and you're reading about trends and what's going on, and you're doing a lot of analysis. And um sounds like a lot of work, but if you get to the point where you would like to have your money work for you so that you can have time loving on grandkids, which I get to do a lot of. Um, then it's imperative that you understand how it works.
1: And you check and, your money. If you want your money to be growing, you got to check it. You got to learn about it. You got to talk about it. You got to be conscious of it. Am I right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And never assume that it's going to take care of itself because that isn't what happens.
1: My, my, my.
0: The next principle is that we've got to have fun as a as a group, as a, a family. Yes. Yes. And so, very early, I started my young daughter's skiing, and um they were maybe three years old when we started them skiing in the beautiful mountains here in utah and um and then i'm I'm a bicycler. I take my kids bicycling when they're still so young they have to be put into a carriage. that's okay. we'll get them out into the beautiful bike trails and help them understand how wonderful it is. My husband loved to fly fish and he took our grandsons and our our daughters to go fishing clear up into Alaska. I've got pictures of them in streams with 13 bear also catching salmon. Wow. So It's important that as families we do fun, exciting things together and we make it enjoyable. And one of the things I'm really hung up about is watching your language. And and what I mean by that is it's easy for people to get angry with people that are in their family and lash out. And I just think it is so imperative that we all temper our words, that when we're together as families, we speak kindly. We we don't um, rush to judgment. We don't rush to a conclusion that's negative about an individual. Gosh, would those be principles that apply generally to the public <laughs> yeah, and to amen. everybody we know? I think that's possible.
1: I so, agree.
0: So um, that's that's just kind of an overview of.
1: Let the- me let me say about that. This is a great overview, and also it's great how you have put it into a process that you can teach and people can uh, embrace and really take full advantage of. Now, I'm going to ask you that this might be an extension or you might just want to focus on a couple of those, but I always have the goddess. Now, if you came to D.C. for an event and I picked you up and D and I took you to one of the universities, American University, George Washington, Georgetown, uh, Howard University, and we went to a business class and I said to you, "Uh, Kathy, these are young, aspiring business students Tell them two or three, you got us, if you want to be successful. You got to do this. Give them a couple of you got us.
0: Number one, it's not about you. Mm. It's about who you serve. And, um, and whether that's your client or your boss or your company, serve them well. And then what's the surprising benefit is it does become about you because they love you because you've served them and they give you good opportunities. That's happened my entire career. I was put in charge of an entire 17 state program because I perceived from my boss that he was concerned about certain things. And I took a weekend off and created a whole paper on how to solve the problems I heard him articulate as he was walking around the office. I handed it to him and I said, "I, I um, wrote this up as some answers to the problems I've been hearing you express. He went into his office, shut the door, read the document, came back and he said, so Kathy, do you wanna be in charge of this whole operation for the 17 Western States? Wow, that was exciting to me because it gave me an opportunity to implement the ideas. Um, and, And there were so many other very positive benefits. So principle number one, don't make it about you. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something here. I recently attended a conference, and there were two principles that were being touted from the main stage that I just couldn't believe they were being touted from the main stage, um, and they were from younger people than those of us who've been around forever. But that was one of the principles was the opposite of that. They were touting that it's about you, express yourself, do what you want to do. Well, yes, you can turn your, you can make your spin on it, but it is not about you. It's about serving others. I'm a, I'm a, Principle wait. number two also was um, touted in the opposite on this main stage. Um, the point was made, if you don't want to work hard, don't, was one of the comments made. Wow! And I, I was shocked because... Nothing I have done to get me where I am now came about by not working hard. So to those students you've said we would be talking to at some imaginary future time, I would say it's not about you. It's about who you serve. And number two, it is about working hard. It's about staying up longer and later, crafting the best ideas that you've ever crafted, and working harder than everybody else is working. I
1: think those are absolutely... I think you're right on. i thought about it the other day because people often say, don't work hard,
0: work smart. And I tell them, that's not
1: good. Let me tell you what I've learned. I've learned that you got to work hard and work smart, okay? You got to work hard and you cannot substitute anything for that. That's got to be first on the list. Then work smart, if, you know, as the old saying, if you got the uh, six hours to cut down a tree, take two of those hours sharpening your axe so that you can get that tree down quicker. So work hard, work smart, and then trust God, okay? Because stuff's going to happen, but you work hard, you work smart, and you trust God, and you can do incredible, magnificent things with your life. Well, Kathy Loveless, one more time, where can people reach you that they can get access to your your workshops and your programs and your retreats?
0: Kathy, K A T H Y, at Loveless, L O V E L E S S, enterprises, E N T E R, P R I S E S dot com. Send me a little bit about yourself and what your interest is, and I will get back to you.
1: Excellent. I want to thank Kathy Loveless for being my special guest. Again, Million Dollar uh, Speakers Group uh, founder, as well as one of the people who helped found that for women to come in and then to make millions and millions of dollars and then share with others. I also want to thank Truist. Dot .com truist financial uh, be, check them out at truist.com they're doing great things when you start with care you build a different kind of bank so you can check them out with their podcast money and mindset with Bright and Brian it's real talk about ways to reach financial confidence and boost your mindset and your wealth. And then I want you to go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Look out for the different sites there, the marriage site. Get a free chapter from the marriage book. Uh, get. Uh, we got a new TED Talk coming out, D&I, that you're going to be able to see soon. Also, we want you to go there and get the motivation for your young people, resources to help you win more in your finances, how to create greater success, faith focus and finances for the future i want to thank everybody who has helped to make this a possibility this show continues to be the number one self-help show in the country because of you and i'm grateful for that this is dr willie jolly on the willie jolly wealthy way show and for sure your best is yet to come make it a great day god bless you It ain't going nowhere Have you maybe come to the conclusion That there's nothing at all that you can do Well, just look in any mirror and you'll see Who is really, truly stuck